Welcome to the Shepherd Psalm. We've been looking line by line into Psalm 23, the Shepherd's Psalm, and uh, we've been using as our guide W. Philip Keller's book, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23, because only a shepherd could understand this specific psalm the way that they do. And uh, Keller, as a shepherd, has shared his tremendous insights into the psalm. And so we've been really learning a lot through this series. Um, today we are covering chapter 8 of Keller's book, looking in depth at King David's sentence, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So let's begin as we do each week by reading the psalm in its entirety. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, stick around. Part 8, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. There's not much that a shepherd takes with him as he goes out to be with his sheep. Uh, he'll take some water, he'll take some food, a first aid kit in case he or one of the sheep uh, get injured. He'll take his rod and he'll take his staff. Uh, they're carrying this equipment everywhere they go, so it has to be useful. They don't have the luxury of dragging along a sled full of things they might need. They only bring what they will use. When a shepherd boy is growing up and starting to have responsibilities in his father's flock, one of the first tasks is to select the rod that will become part of his right hand. This is typically done by uprooting a small tree and then carving that tree at the base until the hand, basically it forms a handle perfectly molded to his hand. Um, he will practice throwing the rod for hours as he works on his aim. It becomes his main weapon for defending himself and the sheep against the predators. Now, this is not a rod. This is actually, I think, uh, it was a police officer's baton, but you kind of get the idea of it would be about this length, maybe a little bit shorter. At the end would be a, a the, the root of the tree, which would be much thicker, like a ball. And so it was used to club um, an animal when they would come and attack the sheep, or they would sling it, and it would be part of, it would really just be an extension of their hand as they would throw it uh, at a predator to scare them away or whatever. So the first thing that we see about the rod uh, was that it was a tool of comfort. The rod becomes an extension of the shepherd's arm. It represents the strength, the power, the authority uh, of the shepherd. He relied on the rod to help keep him as well as his flock safe. It was also a tool of discipline where when sheep would start to wander away from the flock. 
Uh, here, David wrote that the shepherd's rod was a comfort to him. Now, the word comfort here in, the, in Hebrew, uh, the language that the psalm was written, is the Hebrew word nacham. And it means, obviously, comfort, but it also means consolation or to sigh deeply. It's like when you can finally relax after a stressful situation. You've had a long, stressful, crazy day, and you lay down in your bed, and you just take a deep, long breath. You're no longer afraid. You're no longer worried. The stress just begins to melt off of you. And we also remember the words from Proverbs 13, 24. Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Now, when we think about this verse, we often think about a switch or a belt or some other means of corporal punishment. Maybe a paddle, maybe a wooden spoon, maybe a chancla. Whatever your parent, grandparent used to discipline you often is what comes to mind when you hear this verse. However, for the sheep, the rod was the means of discipline. Uh, if you chose, if you choose not to correct your child when they stray, you're not demonstrating love for them. And remember at the burning bush, we even see that Moses is commanded to throw down his rod or his staff. The Hebrew word there uh, that is used in specifically in this passage in Exodus actually means either one of them. Um, so when Moses threw his rod or his staff down, it became a serpent. When he, then he was commanded to pick the serpent up by the tail. Well, I'm not a big fan of snakes, and grabbing a snake by the tail doesn't sound like a really smart idea. But um, if it's the staff, that's a much longer piece of wood, and you would imagine a much longer snake. If it's the rod, this is a much shorter snake that you're grabbing by the tail. It can easily whip around very quickly and bite you. Um, but this rod demonstrated God's power in a very tangible way. And that rod being present, being part of the shepherd's uh, satchel, being part of what he brought with him everywhere he went, provided comfort. Now, as I said, it also was a tool of discipline. And Keller said that the rod was used for that purpose probably more than anything else. The shepherd would throw the club and hit a sheep that was wandering away. It would startle the sheep and get it moving back in line with the other sheep in the fold. If the sheep was headed towards danger, the shepherd would fling that thing across the field to get the sheep's attention and keep it from making a costly mistake. Keller wrote that the Bible is much like the shepherd's rod. It is the primary tool for protecting us from sin and spiritual error. It is God's tool of discipline in our lives. Uh, many, many years ago, my grandfather gave me a Bible, and in that Bible, he wrote this sentence. This book will keep you from sin, and sin will keep you from this book. I thought that second half was just as true as the first half. Sin's desire is to choke off our source of spiritual life and health. Uh, number three, uh, the rod is used as a tool of relationship. And the rod was used to count the sheep as they passed by the shepherd. 
He would touch each sheep with the rod as he ensured that he had not lost a single one. He would use the pointy part, which obviously I don't have on this because this is not a rod, it's a baton, but you, you get the point. It, it goes down to a pointy part, and he would use the pointy part of the rod to part the wool of the sheep to determine any wounds or any defects in the sheep, any disease that lay underneath the wool that was not visible to the naked eye. Because the wool could get incredibly dirty, filled with all sorts of mud and filth and and uh, uh, feces and all sorts of nasty stuff. And the shepherd would need to determine if the sheep had any issues, any skin problems or anything like that. Well, you just you, it, it's so hard to part that thick wool, but they would use the pointy part, kind of like the pick at the end of a hairbrush or a comb, to part the the hair part the wool so that they could see all the way to the skin um, so the shepherd is searching for something that is hidden from plain sight well this reminds us what psalm 139 says the cry of the psalmist's heart search me O god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. If we're willing, we can pass under the rod to be searched and inspected by the good shepherd. He will test us, he will search us, and even be able to determine hidden motives, hidden issues, heart issues that we may not even know anything about. Lastly, the rod is a tool of defense. The shepherd will not only fling it as uh, at predators to try to drive them off, but he'll also use it to, to beat the bushes, uh, to keep snakes from coming at the flock. David told King Saul that he, was, he used his rod to defend his flock against a bear and a lion. And when, he, when this is the only weapon that you have, and serious predators like a lion and a bear are coming at you, you would be, you'd better be really good at using it. Now, there is an analogy here for Christians. The enemy is seeking to destroy you. The thief comes but to kill, steal, kill, and to destroy. The enemy is trying to destroy you, but he works to first separate you from God's word. If he can remove you from God's word, he can remove you from the encouragement, from the discipline, and from the help that you get from God's word. If he can cut off the communication between you and God, he'll get you well on your way to completely ignoring the Holy Spirit when the Spirit speaks to you. If we're going up against an enemy that predates all of us, we need to ensure that we are going out uh, using the only weapon that we have, the Word of God. Probably the most iconic image of a shepherd is the shepherd's staff. No other profession carries one. It is unique to shepherding. The hooked end of the staff is perfect for picking up sheep, that have fallen into a pit. It doesn't really work for other kinds of livestock. You can't really pick up a longhorn with this thing. 
uh, or a pig or anything else. It is shaped and specifically designed to be used with sheep. And Keller wrote that while the, while the rod speaks of the authority and the power of the shepherd, the staff speaks to the kindness of the shepherd. Now, Jesus even alluded to this kindness. Remember, he healed a man on the Sabbath, which was forbidden by their interpretations of the Torah, of, of what constituted work on the Sabbath. And Jesus turned the tables on these religious leaders, and he asked them, which one of you would leave a sh your sheep that was stuck in a pit overnight on the Sabbath? Wouldn't you rescue that sheep, even though it violated your interpretation of the Torah? Well, of course they would, because they wouldn't consider it work. They would consider it kindness. It is kindness to rescue a lost sheep. Likewise, Jesus' healings and miracles, even those done on the Sabbath, were a kindness. Well, the first thing we see about the shepherd's staff is the shepherd's staff is used for drawing sheep closer together, for drawing sheep together in intimacy. When a lamb is born, the shepherd will use the staff to pick up the lamb and bring it to its mother without leaving his scent on it. This prevents the mother from rejecting her newborn lamb as one that doesn't belong to her because it doesn't smell like her. Well, he uses the staff also to catch individual sheep and draw them close to him so that he can inspect them. This is useful because some sheep are very timid and skittish and they don't have a relationship with the shepherd yet. And so they'll keep a distance from him. And so he's able to use this hooked part to kind of pull them closer and draw them in. Um, and the Holy Spirit does the same thing in our lives as well. We are drawn near to God through the work of the Holy Spirit. The second thing about the shepherd's staff is it's used for guiding the sheep. If a sheep is in need of discipline, the rod is used. Uh, but when it just needs a nudge in the right direction, the staff is used. And so some paths are dangerous and difficult for the sheep. They may not see a pit. They may not see a drop-off. Uh, and the sheep needs to be guided to a safer route. So Keller said that he takes the end of the staff and uh, he puts it gently against the animal's side and with pressure he guides it in the direction that he wants it to go. Now there's lots of analogies there. Uh, about how God guides us, leads us, nudges us, and uses sometimes pressure to get us going in the right direction. But sometimes the shepherd will, will keep the staff touching the sheep to give them this constant reassurance that he is there with them. This constant touch gives comfort to the sheep, and it, in it increases their peace as they know the shepherd is nearby. Likewise, the Holy Spirit was promised to lead and guide us into all truth. We need to be good listeners when the Spirit is speaking because the Spirit will reveal any possible pit that we may, endanger, we may be in danger of stumbling, stumbling into uh, through our doctrine, a, a pit of error and heresy, 
uh, pit that is uh, caused by our, our actions um, or through attitudes that can all be very dangerous for us. There are plenty of people who will argue beliefs and doctrines and theories with you. They'll try to trap you into some logical argument, try to fool you into their way of thinking. But there's no substitute for the master's gentle touch on our lives. That is something that an argument can never take away. His presence is real and undeniable. And when we recognize that, we are able to silence the arguments against the reality of God. My grandfather used to say, a man with an experience is never at the mercy to a man with an argument. You can argue all you want, but I know what I've experienced, and nothing can ever take that away. Finally, the shepherd's staff is used for rescuing sheep. From time to time, sheep manage to fall into pits. They manage to fall off the edge of a cliff onto a lower ledge, or they get tangled up in bushes, unable to free themselves. Well, the staff is able to either lift them up or to free them from such entanglements. Now, think about those three examples for just a moment. Falling into a pit, falling off a cliff, off the ledge, or being entangled in thorn bushes and things like that. The Spirit of God is able to lift us out of the pit and draw us close to God himself, to draw us close to the Good Shepherd. He is able to encourage us when we fall and when we fail in our walk with God. He's able to separate us from the things that are wrapped around us, keeping us from moving forward in our walk with God. Sometimes we think we're doing something that's right. We think we're doing God a favor, uh, but we get entangled in something that's actually that actually prevents us from doing what God wants us to do. So he is able to come in once we've stopped fighting his leadership and free us from those things that so easily entangle us. He draws us near and restores us back to the fold. That is the meaning of your rod and your staff. They comfort me. Next week, we'll cover David's phrase, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies so that we can understand what that means, what it means to a shepherd and what it means to us. We hope that you stay tuned. Feel free to share this video, pass it on to others you think might enjoy it. If you missed any past episodes, go back and watch them. We trust that this will be a, a good encouragement to you. God bless and have a wonderful week.